to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Fifty-five of the Dave's I Know podcast. Uh, we took a break last week. There was a lot of stuff going on. Um, all three of us were very busy with all-star stuff, life stuff, um, not wanting to do this podcast stuff. So we took a break <clears throat> because, you know what? Fuck it. <clears throat> we can take breaks when we want. Um, everybody should be able to do their own mental health stuff however and whenever they feel fit so we firmly agree in that and so we took a break a gift to you the listeners a week without the dates i know when you are also busy with all-star stuff and probably don't have time to listen to our podcast to, to be fair um did you do you call it a podcast <laughs> <laughs> what was you just call it a, po- a podcast, <laughs> Harley, podcast. But, yeah a podcast Sorry, uh, uh, we did. I just got done watching Ted Lasso, so if there's any okay. like um, like accent, I apologize. Totally Fair. excused. Fair enough. Um, we did drop we did drop a podcast in your feed, a podcast in your feed last week as we uh, I, I opened up the EPL preview podcast to everybody, not just uh, Patreons. Patreons got a exclusive first i think like 10 days on it and then i dropped it in the feed i think on thursday so um because we love you the listeners and we would like more patreons also uh, i can't contain my liverpool love uh and everton's demise much longer so we can talk about that later mj but we have that we do it's have not the epl pod we do have the regular crew here, MJ. MJ, how are you feeling? Um, you are above Man United on the table, though. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, When's the last time you could say that? Not here to talk Premier League. I just want to say that uh, I'm really happy about Minnesota United's road record this season, and I uh, can't wait to talk more about that soon. Very good. Very good. Um, we also have Jess. Jess, how are you doing? I am well. I just watched the Nashville match and I am furiously typing up a hot or not storm. It's like uh it's like El Nino over here. My brain just ideas. There was lots to talk about in that game. So we'll talk about that game uh very, very quickly. So um but let's start first with uh all-star stuff. Do you guys have any all-star experiences that were uh, memorable to you or was it just uh oh this thing's here and i'm just gonna try to avoid it i remember wanting to go to the mls next all-star game up at the nessie and not being able to because i was busy working you missed uh me and Kara were up at that game we'll talk i'll talk about that in a little bit jess did you have any 
Any, I was option else? dose. Um, I just avoided it. <laughs> That's fair. It's, it, it felt like either um, people were very engaged with all the things that were going mm-hmm. on, both um, officially and unofficially. or Ooh, unofficial things? Tell me more. Not, well, I'll tell you more in a little bit. Or they were just not engaged at all. Like like you, Jess. We're just like, oh, yeah, there's like, a thing. Like, yeah, that's... unplugged. There's a thing happening here. Cool. <clears throat> um all right <clears throat> well we're not here to dilly dally um so let's get this podcast rolling with uh nashville one minnesota united two no this, this game took place last night uh an 8 p.m kickoff i thought it was 7 p.m kickoff so i got to the black card at 7 p.m and lo and behold um i got to watch the netherlands u20 women's team smash the shit out of the women's u.s women's u20 team um which is not great from a perspective of of, uh wanting our women's national team to do good but uh also not great because i realized that most of the people on that pitch could be my daughter um Mm. literally they are that young they're that young Mm. and i was like oh these are attractive ladies i was like Oh, oh shit! They, God. Oh, they are God. they are all like eighteen or nineteen. Like they literally could be my daughters. So I had to I had to like take that thought oh. out of my head. And so, but anyways, it it was not great. Uh, Netherlands kicked the shit out of the U.S. The U.S. plays Japan, uh, I believe, on Wednesday. I think for the in their final um in their final countdown. Yeah, is that, is that one half plus seven. If no one's told you that before, it's one half plus seven. I think is the rule. I know which those ladies do not make. Um, my wife barely met at, at the time when we, I think we started dating. So uh, anyways. Yeah, plus seven fucking 18, bitch. <laughs> That's exactly. All. No, exactly. That's why I was like, oh yeah, no, they're 18. I guess. Yeah, so just wants to know if they're legal. I just want legal. to. No, and I was, and mostly I was just like, oh and yeah, consenting. no, no, no. Legal yes. and consenting. Two exactly. requirements. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yes. Sorry. It's got off the rails. Let's talk about Nashville, Minnesota. Um, a game that was supposed to kick off at eight o'clock ended up kicking off at like eight 25. So I got to the bar, um, way early, had lots of, uh, soda water with bitters in it. Um, what's that like getting to the bar way early? I don't know, man. I'm there all the time. So it's it's not, it's, it's it's like he wakes up there. I get, uh, I get MJ. I get, I don't know that feeling. MJ, I get mail at the uh, at the Blackheart, so it's it's uh, you know it is what it is. However, the game that we waited for and waited for and waited for did not disappoint at all. Um, like I said Minnesota two, Nashville one in the first half. Franco Fragapane had a, a brilliant goal in the first in the twenty seventh minute. Um, that was just some pure good ball play by Minnesota. I love me some good ball play. I think everybody loves good ball play, Jess. That's the that's the, be- that's the beauty of good ball play. Everybody loves it. So. I mean, that's why everyone loves Reynoso, right? Good ball yeah. play. Yeah. Yes. He was dancing on it. Um, yeah. yeah. There was there was there was some. So I, I don't know. I'll just let's we'll go through the goals quickly, and then we can talk about the game generally. Uh, Honey Mukhtar tied it up in the 61st minute with a absolutely brilliant shot of him so of his own. And then in the 75th minute, Ellen Benitez um, from, I believe it was from, was it from Reynoso? In nowhere was where no, no, no. it was from. No, it was, it was from Kamar Lawrence from Reynoso. Re- yeah. Okay. Reynoso to Lawrence who, who 
across the ball, across the box, and El Benitez was there to to just put it in. I cannot tell if Amaria's run was a dummy run or if he was trying to get it. Either way, he he attracted two defenders, mm-hmm. and that left Benitez open, wide open. Okay, so let's so those are the goals. Um, let's talk about this game generally, because I have some thoughts on this game, but I want to hear uh, MJ and I know Jess has some thoughts. Well, you know game. what I'm going to talk about. Go ahead, just just get it out of the way. So defensively, I'm still so frustrated with this team. On one hand, they look amazing at times like off certain set pieces when everyone's in the right position, everyone's marking players. They also in general, like mark CJ Sapong really tightly all game mm-hmm. long and pass him around. You know, he went to a different part of the pitch. Someone else would step up and be really close to him. So they tried to take him out of the equation. So they're doing those things good on defense. However, after initially defending a set piece, well, when the ball gets recycled, let's say over to like, Hani Mukhtar on the weak side or the new weak side, if you will, like the no out is fucking the on their best player. No the one out. is on Hani Mukhtar. Why? Why? Why is that? Why is no one near him? He shouldn't yeah. be that wide open. You, you kind of hit the nail on the head I, that I was going to talk about. Alan Benitez was fucking atrocious this game. How he got the start over DJ Taylor, I have no idea. People will say, "Oh, he redeemed himself with a goal," and he. And to be fair. <clears throat> And to his credit, he looked good on offense. He decidedly did not want to play defense at all. And the dude was not playing defense. Does like to play defense. Yeah, the dude was not playing defense at all. I mean, whether it was Mukhtar, whether it was uh, Muyo or Leal coming in, um, there were Nashville players wide open so many times. Dane St. Clair was, I mean, I'm going to spoil it. He's my... Uh, Freddie Adu, good player of the game, because that dude saved our ass again. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I think five or six amazing saves, and and on top Seven. of the yeah, um, well, five or six amazing saves on top of like the two or three that, that were just like, oh yeah, these are hum humdrum saves that any goalkeeper makes, but he, he made some saves that were absolutely stunning, and like Nashville probably should have won this game like five to two. Yes, all things considered. Oh yeah, oh yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, he let them have the ball in dangerous spots way too much well because it keeps happening so yeah um i mean so yes yeah, so we get i don't know if, there, if there's any more we want to drill down on the defense other than um bakai debasi is getting really handsy uh in the box and i'm kind of surprised he didn't give up a penalty a couple times with walker zimmerman or i think it was uh, Mulio one time where... Walker Zimmerman is just a crybaby. We all know that. Will Will his man bun be featured in the hot or non section? All right, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! There anymore? Spoiler alert! We don't we don't talk about the hot or not section until we get to the hot or not section. So, <laughs> but um, I just wanted a little tease, er, little tease, teaser, teaser. Uh, but Minnesota played a really. I don't know. I don't want to say good, but interesting game. Um, they clearly Very cons- they conceded possession. They the possession was sixty three percent for Nashville to thirty seven percent for Minnesota. So they clearly were allowing Nashville to dictate the pace of play, everything. But Minnesota was springing on the counter, and they did have so. <clears throat> excuse me. I I will say for all the shit we're giving the defense, and the defense deserves a shit ton of shit. Um, their <laughs> oh offense. 
hand up that guy's jersey? Did I see that right? Probably. I did not want to rewind it. I I admit, because like I just, I'm in denial. But that looked treacherous. Yeah, probably. Um, It is what it is. There. Yeah. Yeah. So as as bad as the defense was, the um, you know, when Minnesota was able to put their their front foot forward and go on offense, they looked really good. The passing, I think, was way way crisper than it has been, um, or than it was against Colorado for sure. Where they were were talking like like DNA replication, crisper. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's a that's a that's a very uh, niche joke that like maybe three of our listeners. Isn't that like how you? Well, no, no, I think I know it. It's how you repair the yes. DNA. Yes. Yeah. I know things and stuff. <laughs> I know things and stuff. Um, but yeah, the Reynoso had a really, I think, a really, a really great game, uh, and was was definitely. I think I don't know. It's weird. Just think that both Reynoso and Dane St. Cole were, were maybe I don't I want I don't want to say rejuvenated, but like reinforced by being all stars. I mean Dane St. Cole, we'll talk about the all-star game in a in a little bit here. Um but that I being, hope so. They he deserve stood on his head. that. Uh obviously Reynoso participated with Hani Mukhtar at the skills challenge on Tuesday and then at the All-Star game on Wednesday. So I definitely think he wanted to show up honey Mukhtar. I mean, it's weird, man. Like, I, I, I know I've been an athlete for most of my, most of my life. Um, a semi-professional, not even professional, semi, semi-retired athlete most of my life. So I get the, uh, desire to want to, uh, show up somebody or, or prove that you are, you know, a better, per, a better athlete or whatever. And it seems person. It seems it seems well no it seems weird it's like it's like a petty it seems like a petty thing it's like actually no it's not it's just like yeah these this is how people these people are wired that they just want to be better than you know oh they see like oh this you you are comparable to me i'm going to be a better player than you this next time we are able to yeah exactly so or show me that you're not or whoever uh mj or jess do you guys have any other thoughts on this game? Jess, you you just recently watched it. I watched it last night. I don't I did not rewatch it this morning, but um, but MJ or just do you guys have any other thoughts on the national game? Um uh just my hot or not review. All right, we'll get to Is that. The time yet? <laughs> Almost. <clears throat> MJ, any other additional thoughts? You know, for not having a lot of possession, I will agree with David on something <laughs> that the offense did look like they were clicking. And for the most part, when we didn't have possession, our defense looked better than it has been in average. We did let them get a lot of shots off and they missed. So that's good. But in, I thought in particular, uh, Kamar Lawrence and Debassi played really well on that left side. Yep. All right. Let's go to Freddie Adu's then. MJ, once you start. Uh, I've already said it, so uh, Debassi gets gets my Freddie Adu for helping lock down that left side. Though a uh, my second choice would be Robin Lude 
for showing that he actually could play some defense on that left side as well. Robin, so what's I kind of want to give me like a minute on Robin Lude because he was completely absent for the first half of the game. Mm-hmm. He was not anywhere to be seen. Um, but to your point, MJ, he did step up defensively several times. And then towards the end of the game, when we were chasing after Hani Mukhtar's score, we were chasing the goal. All of us at the blackout were just like yelling at the, at the screen, put Robin on the right, take Bongi off, put Robin yeah. on the right, um, bring in Rosales, get fucking Benitez out of there, bring in DJ Taylor or, or bring in DJ Taylor, push Benitez up to the right wing, do something um, to get Robin Lude out of the midfield. Cause he was definitely this. I think to your point, he was very good defensively. He helped keep everything really well maintained he was absolutely non-existent on the offense right and i think so. that was to let other people do that part i mean it sure. seemed like he maybe be just because we've been atrocious in without ozzy alonzo like i wouldn't be surprised if sean mccauley you know pulled him out hey you gotta you gotta be the six I know you don't like it. I know you're attacking player. You need to be the six. Maybe that conversation happened. Maybe it didn't, but yeah, I thought the, you did the, the, the midfield of Minnesota last night was um, spotty at best. Er, Kervin, Kermagerd was uh, a, yes. he, he, he was kind of all over the place as well. So, and, and uh, not in a good way. No, like, no, no. was all over the place in a good way. When they brought in, when they brought in Jonathan Gonzalez, actually, it, it actually looked, like a much more functioning midfield. So I'm interested to see what, what he can do given, you know, say 70 minutes or something with Will Trap or with Kermagerd or with Rosales or something. So we'll see. Anyways, I, I, I interrupted you. What, who's your shitty Freddy to do? Uh, my shitty Freddy to do, uh, you know, it, I hate to, you know, I hate to just pick do on, it. Pick on the guy, you know. But you know, it 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 has to be Benitez. And that's you know, he, he did get the winning goal, but and he did look uncomfortable sometimes. Uh Eli Hoff pointed out that he was asked to kind of tuck in more centrally and not be as far out wide. And yeah, he, he did look uncomfortable sometimes in where he was asked to play defensively, but other times he just wasn't playing defensively. And I can't believe that he was being asked to not be defensive. Um, that's, you know, that's, uh, I mean, the last time someone was asked not to be defensive on the pitch, you know, it was probably me arguing with the ref. So, um, no, that's hundred percent. Fair and right. Benitez is my shitty Freddy to do. That dude sucked ass the entire game. He managed to, yeah, put his uh, boot on a ball at the very end uh, or towards the very end to score a goal, which is great. And he was getting forward, which is great. But you also have to do the other part. Um, you can't be a right back that uh, only plays offense because that's a fucking problem. And I mean, as a Liverpool fan, I, I sometimes get really frustrated with 
Trent Alexander Arnold, who does the same thing where he's, he's very much involved in the offense. Um, but he does get back and play defense. Um, not well all the time, mind you. Um, but he does. It, it just seemed like Alan Benitez was just not playing defense at all for a very good chunk of that game. So I'm with David, you. On, I just on... want to say, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I also want to take a step back and just say, you know, let's see in a couple of weeks after getting to know the system, getting to know his teammates, getting to know the league, if that improves or if it's, if we see the same thing that we saw for mu- the first half and much of the second half. Um, that's, that's fine. But like, what did he do to earn a start over DJ Taylor, who had been doing both of those things? He, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's the new kid on the block. DJ Taylor, obviously not as offensive as Al Benitez is generally, um, which is fine. Um, but what did, I mean, Adrian Heath keeps saying, like, you play your play, you play yourself out of a starting position or you play yourself in, right? Um, right. What has DJ Taylor done to play himself out of a starting position? Nothing. He's done nothing to play himself out of that starting position. He's done to play himself into his position. Well, maybe Adrian Heath attended the all-star game fashion show late Wednesday night and wasn't impressed with, you know, DJ's uh, model choices. Anyways, that means that let's, we're not going to talk about Heath because that man is, is a fucking contra like walking contradiction. And I don't have, I don't have time. I don't have time for that bullshit. Uh, so Benitez was my shitty Freddie Adu. My good Freddie Adu, obviously, I mentioned before, Dane St. Clair. Dude stood on his fucking head. Um, that's the Dane St. Clair that if we want to make a playoff run, which I think, I mean, it's weird. I would not have said this two months ago, but if this team could actually make a playoff run. Yeah. Dane St. Clair playing like Dane St. Clair. So I'm going to give it to Dane St. Clair for that. So and now... We're going to move on to the award-winning segment, Jess's post-match hot or not review. It's been a while. Jess, take it away. Well, in true review fashion, I'm going to take the counterpoint on your two poo-poo adoos for Benitez. He did put his foot on the ball, and it ended up in the back of the net. And for me, that was enough. It was all about finishing. So he's my hot little ticket of hot little grease lightning. Barely had a chance to catch his name. Where did this guy come from? I think Paraguay. I've looked it up. I don't know, but he like he probably was an atrocious nightmare train wreck on all defensive fronts. But for me, the casual viewer, he kind of won the game. Anyway. Not hot. Super, so not hot, I would go ahead and call it ugly, is listening to that dunderheaded announcer say Robin, I can't even, I can't even mispronounce it purposefully as badly, Robin, Lod, 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 a full 90 plus minutes. I can't take it. Um, And that was more jarring and nightmarish to me than Alan Benitez's lack of defensive prowess. Always hot, will always be hot, ad infinitum, winning, and we won. We won. We won. We won. 
and hotter than I might otherwise admit if I did not have this award-winning, um, hard-hitting investigative segment. Um, but I, I'm not afraid to admit it here. Nashville has a really kind of jazzy pep band kind of feel to their uh, supporters band like i think i might have heard a clarinet or like maybe even a some kind of horn in there but it was snazzy and i enjoyed it um when i wasn't not enjoying the mispronunciation of our players names and to wrap things up he's so hot because he's so cold mr dane st Clair. I watched his post-match interview and he was just cool as a cucumber. They were like, oh yeah. He's like, no big deal. No big thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be really great. We're really great. But he didn't have to say we're really great because he just non-verbally communicated it. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. every second of it. And I fucking, I love Canadians. That's, <clears throat> that's her. Um, I will say there's been uh, I've heard rumors of things beyond percussion instruments in the uh, Thunderwall, but there are people the Thunderwall vehemently opposed to non-percussive things in the Wonderwall or in the Thunderwall. I, so I just I hereby volunteer to do my part and learn the wooden fish. Um, <laughs> I feel that this is my spirit percussion cuss percussion instrument and um i am now accepting applications for um preferably kindergarten uh music teachers with saintly patience ready let's <laughs> go all right if you are a kindergarten teacher of music uh with saintly patience reach out to us we will connect you with jess let's put it that way so uh all right so Leaving that game aside, um, I think the big question, MJ, you threw this in the in the in the document. Um, is Jonathan Gonzalez gonna be the natural DM number six that we need? You put it in, MJ. So why don't you start with uh with, with that? Well, I don't have an answer here, sadly, even though I, I put it in there. Uh we only got to see him for Fif fifteen you know, minutes. 10, yeah. 10 minutes. He was subbed in, in the eighty-fourth. And then there was about, you know, four minutes of, of extra time, maybe more. But so we got to see him for about 10 minutes. Um, and that wasn't really a whole lot to go, go off. I will say I agree with Zeller that it did look like it solidified our midfield better than what was there before. So I like what I see, but time will tell. I don't have to go very back uh, far in Minnesota United history when Grey Goosh was sold to us as R6, we found our six, Twitter said, Minnesota United Twitter said, we found our six. And it was very clear to anybody watching uh, training or watching the first games that Grey Goosh played, he's not a six. He's definitely not a six. I... And then... Go ahead. Kervin Ariaga was announced as, as a six more of a six than an eight, you know, or, you know, whatever he was, he was announced as looks like a defensive midfielder. So 
I am done with assuming that Minnesota United knows how to scout <laughs> other than Ozzy Alonso, a known MLS quantity. I love uh, Ozzy. Will Trapp was, even though we all knew what Will Trapp, how he played, that he plays more like an eight or a box box midfielder. This is like, oh yeah, like it'll probably be Dotson, you know, going more forward and you know being more attacking prone, and Will Trap will be our six. No, I we don't we do, it, we know what one is. We don't seem to know how to scout for one, or we don't seem to know how to label one. So time will tell. The jury's fucking out. Maybe so, maybe he just doesn't think he actually needs one, and so he keeps like throwing different excuses out there like he's actually looking for an eight but he's like hey guys oh this is my six maybe don't have your first two coaches on your team both be attacking players that don't understand defensive players i don't know so mj jess your points are are acknowledged and i appreciate them um, but, but outside of Ozzy Alonso, we have never had a, an actual six on the roster. Jonathan Gonzalez is an actual six. That is the position that he plays. It's a position that he's played with, um, uh, Monterey when he was there with Rialdos when he was there on loan, um, the position that he played with the U S Men's well, national team. Uh, in the youth setup, um, and that is a position that he played with the Mexican national team, and I think the two or three call-ups that he got with them. So that is actually his position. Now it was funny. <clears throat> I believe it was on Thursday. Um, Andy Greeter had a friend of the pod. Andy Greeter had a, uh, a Twitter Twitter Spaces uh, thing where people were able to ask questions and stuff, and I was. Um, listening on my phone as I do, um, sitting on the toilet, um, and <laughs> too much information. And um, fucking, and someone asked about Jonathan Gonzalez. Greer talks a little bit about it, and then he brings on Nick Bisbee, um, friend of the podcast, Nick Bisbee. Just, and Nick Bisbee's like, we, he's the guy we need. He's an attacking, hard-headed, box-to-box guy. Da, 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 da. I literally, as he's saying this on the Twitter spaces, I'm getting my phone. My phone is also blowing up from people texting me being like, the fuck is Bisbee talking about? That dude is not an eight. That dude is a fucking six. That dude is a stay back. Um, help the help the defense control the game fucking midfielder. So, um, which I was like, I, I eventually responded after, you know, I'd done my uh, business in the bathroom because um, I don't text. I don't text on the toilet because that's fucking rude um, to everybody involved. So, so to your point, MJ, and to your question, I I really do think that uh, Gonzalez I'm, is he the answer? I don't know. I mean, he's young. He's only twenty three, I think, or twenty four, maybe at the at the most. Um, so he's still got some time to uh, to develop as a defensive midfielder. We have him on loan for this year with, I think an option to buy. So like, we're not, we're not tied to Gonzalez at all. Um, so if he, I think it would not surprise me if he's not starting uh, this weekend against Austin. Honestly, I think he's um, if, if nothing else to get uh, Robin Lude out of that, you know, quote unquote, six role that 
he's been in. So that would free up some attacking options and stuff. And if Gonzalez, because that dude was something some, when we <clears throat> when we lost when the U.S. lost him to Mexico, there was like people up in arms about that shit mm-hmm. back in 2018. Mm-hmm. If he can eat, if he can get even close to the, uh, you know, the presence that he was in MLS, he'd be a really, a really good six, a really good uh, central midfielder for any team in MLS. And I, I would be really good that we have him on our roster. So, um, all right. Anything else on Jogo? He's or- 23. Jonah, I think it's, I think people call him Jono or Jonah or something. Jogo? Uh, yeah. Jogo. Cool. I don't know. I thought, if it, was, I thought it was Jogo. Jonathan Gonzalez? Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I think maybe it was Greeter was, was like referring to him as Jonah, J O N A on Twitter or something. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Oh, Jonathan. Yeah, short for Jonathan. Jonah. Yeah. J- yeah. Jana. Jana or Jonah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyways, my name is Jonas. <laughs> that's that's a really good. Yeah, we should figure that out for uh, a chance for the for the Wonderwall. So, oh my All right. God, yes. Speaking of the Wonderwall, what what were the name of the brothers again? Oh, those Oasis guys. Yeah, Nolan Leanum. Yeah. Yeah, Gallagher, 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 Gallagher. Sure. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably cut this part. So, Great. um. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> MNUFC two, um, literally wrapped up as we were recording this podcast. MJ, how did it go? The Twoons beat Tacoma Defiance two to one at NST. Our two goals came from Aziel Jackson from Ignacio Gutierrez, and in the ninety second fucking minute, Sahir Arce scores with a pass from Aziel Jackson to get a two one win after. Tying Crapids to and losing in penalty kicks. This is now back one in the win column, everyone. Yeah, <clears throat> very good. Uh, other United news, Mender Garcia officially signed. Um, we haven't seen him yet because there's still visa stuff happening. Um, apparently, there is. he's on a program down in Colombia um, where he's awaiting visa stuff, things like that. Um, yeah, what do we expect from from MJ uh, from Mender Garcia, MJ? I expect him to be an understudy for Luis Amaria. I also wouldn't put it past Heath to, as we saw with Benitez, like just giving him a run out start without letting him prove himself. So, but yeah, he's 24 years old. He's a forward, uh, Columbia top division. Um, club Onse Caldas. Um, he also has played for the Columbia U20 team, but did not get a lot of playing time in the Columbia national system. So that's bad in the sense that he's not good enough to get called up for the senior squad, but it's good for Minnesota United because it means he's probably not going to be gone on international breaks. Also cheaper. Also, Columbia is fucking stacked with soccer players. So there's they that. do have depth. Like, you know, it should be no shocker that uh, you know, Reynoso and uh Fragapane are not getting calls up for the Argentinian national team. Yeah. Uh all right. DSC, Dan Sinclair earned team of the week. 
naturally for uh, his amazing performance. Avi. Um, we talked about Jonathan Gonzalez. He signed, debuted last night, played the 10 or so minutes. Uh, I'm, this, is a, this is a personal shout out. Central Honors Philando um, is happening this Saturday, uh, 1 o'clock to 5 p.m. at Dunning Park, which is off of Marshall and basically Griggs, I believe. Um, <clears throat> it's a really cool event. I went to Central High School. Um, Philando Castile uh, was shot and killed. I, fuck, seven years ago now. It, that's it's mm. insane time. Um, time flies. Uh, he was a year behind me uh, at Central. I I vaguely knew him. Um, as you with a school with four thousand people, you you vaguely know everybody, right? So, right. Um, but I I'm very good friends with a lot of people on the uh, committee. Uh, that honors this, that puts this event together. This is a fundraiser. It raises money for a scholarship that goes to a um, BIPOC uh, student every year in um, Philando's name, which is amazing. There's some really good, <clears throat> um, really good music and stuff that's happening. There's food vendors, things like that. I believe High Respects is playing um, uh, at the thing, which is super cool. Um, it's happening Saturday from one to five at Dunning Park. If you're interested in volunteering, there's still a couple of spots. Uh, the Dark Cloud Silver Lining and the Red Loons are, uh, we have some volunteers that will be working from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Helping set up things like stages, all the getting things set up. This is a, a the event is, there's no cops um, involved in the event. It's all, you know, sort of self-policed and everything. So if you're interested in, uh, volunteering on Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, let me know. Reach out at, at Texas Eller on uh, Twitter because um, I can get you set, I can set up. We, we've kind of closed off the sign up stuff, so I don't want to give out a link that's not going to work. But if you're interested, we always can use volunteers. If you're interested in volunteering, you can't do 11 to 1, but you're willing to volunteer during the event. I said it's all volunteer run. Um, I can connect you with the volunteer coordinator who's doing all the volunteer stuff so if you're interested in volunteering at all during that the event at all or after five for cleanup and stuff um reach out to me um you said just shoot me a dm or, or message me at texas seller on twitter and i can connect you with the, the right person so um so that'd be really it's cool truly a community event and uh I've, I've gone and volunteered there it's uh and stayed through the program uh great speakers uh great performers out yeah and i'll say it's actually on sunday the 21st so i i think i said saturday it's actually on sunday oh, sunday, the, sunday the 21st so please um please come if you can <laughs> even, even, even if you just come to support buy stuff spend money um i think almost everything that's uh spent there goes to the scholarship fund which is buy a t-shirt please yeah buy t-shirts and stuff um cool and then uh the last bit of uh, other united news uh we got sort of official confirmation that Cal is off the beat. I know we talked about this uh, a little bit when they announced the Apple Plus TV, you know, Apple Plus TV mm -hmm. deal that they're going to be doing some more centralized um, announcers and things like that. So if you didn't see it, there's a tweet out. Uh, Cal and his uh, wonderful, beautiful wife are expecting a child and that they're moving to New York. So um, the the theory is that Cal is being hired to be one of the uh, announcers for the Apple TV broadcasts 
because the Apple TV, Apple Plus TV studio is based in New York. So the hmm. theory is that they're going to do. You know do... who else is based in New York? Who? Um, every everybody. The offices of MLS. Yes. So, yeah. So my guess is that so there's theorizing, and Cal has not confirmed it. Uh, but it would it would it would make sense that they would bring on Cal Williams as a um, play-by-play guy for MLS. Yeah, and he's got the right accent. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, beyond the accent, he, he's, if you've ever had the uh, indignity of uh, VPNing, watching M- MLS, Minnesota United matches and, and having to listen to the um, home team's call, there's some really, oh, God. really fucking bad play-by-play guys out there. Um, as much as as much as you know, shit as we give Cal uh, and Kendra, they're I would say oh, I, would, I don't give either of them shit. They're brilliant. I, no, no, I I mean I do I I give Cal shit all the time, but like I they are easily top like top ten percent of MLS play by play and yes. uh, and yes. color color people for sure. Um, so they're professionals. <laughs> yeah, they they they. they Cal is a a poet and uh, wordsmith. I mean, I let's well, not let's not suck his dick that hard, but and, and Kendra knows soccer and yes. provides great experience as a former player on things from the soccer side. So I think they're professionals. They're, they're great. They also are employed by Minnesota United. Yes. Well, maybe. Cal probably not after the end of the season. So he did say he did note that he's going to stay. He's obviously with the team through the end of the season. Uh, obviously, he has a contract, so I would say the same thing. Uh, interesting to see where Kendra lands with um, with her. She's done World Cup stuff, so I would I would really love to see her like make a step up and uh, with or some something like uh, Paramount Plus or um, ESPN to snap mm-hmm. her up for. Um, like I said, Paramount is Paramount Plus is getting, uh, I think Women's Super League this year. Like they have the rights to Women's Super League this year, so like having her yep. do Women's Super League games would be fucking amazing. I, I will, I will never forget um, the first couple years at uh, TCF Stadium. A bunch of us would go to uh, Sturbs after the games, and we mm-hmm. would invariably always run into uh, at like probably about an hour and a half after the game. We're all sitting on the on the back patio pretty drunk and then cal and kendra and jamie watson would come and sit down and have like have a beer and then we just chat That's about awesome. for, for like an hour and so i always i respect cal shit uh shit ton for that like that dude probably sat through way more of my drunk rants than any person should reasonably sit through so um we wish all the best to cal and his wife and their future kid uh, Congratulations! I, I really hope I really hope that they that he is going to be taking over some play by play duties for MLS generally because I think he'd be really good at that. So, um, and all the best. Yes, and all the best. Uh, all right. So All Star Week recap. Um, this is just me uh-huh. just fil- filibustering. Um, you guys can jump in if you have anything you want to add. So there's just a lot. Of, there's a lot of really cool events that happened. Uh, Extra Time Radio uh, recorded a live podcast here on Sunday night at the Blackheart. I was in attendance for that. It was really cool. Uh, got to hang out with uh, Andrew Wiebe and Charlie Davies. Um, 
David Goss, all those guys, like people you hear on the on their on the podcast, never. There's regular dudes. They bought. What was Doyle? Uh, Doyle, I don't believe Doyle wasn't there for some reason. I think he was coming in later. So, anyways, it was it was pretty cool. Um, and it was fun because they were they like they had never done a live show before, and they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna get like twenty people here. And by the time it started, the fucking bar, the black art was nice. packed. And they did they did the front room, like you know the the main the main room, um, and it was fucking packed. So it was it was awesome to see. And I think they were super down. Uh, went to the Cooligans comedy show on Monday night. Bought a ticket for that. Uh, they were fucking great. Brandy Brown uh, was the opener. She she's a if you don't follow her on Twitter, I think it's it's Brandy or something on Twitter. She's amazing on Twitter, um, even better uh, live uh, in comedy. And then um, both Alexis and uh, yeah, those guys and those guys were Alexis and Christian were both amazing comics. They did like each did like 30 minute sets, mm-hmm. which sounds like a lot, but they were like just people were like laughing the entire time. And then they did a really awesome QA. Um, Sarah Fuller showed up. She was drunk. Ooh. Sarah nice. Fuller was drunk and she showed up. So that was that was awesome. Um, and then on Tuesday, I got to go as uh, part of the uh, Independent Sport Council. I was invited to a luncheon uh, at the Union Depot honoring um it was the, i think it was the hometown heroes showcase it's an event that the mls is partnering with the black players for change on that they're gonna start doing this is the first first one ever they're gonna start doing it every year um for wherever the all-star game is they're gonna highlight um four or five different organizations um led by bipoc individuals there was i, I wish i would have kept the had the program with me but um it was really cool it was all um you know, BIPOC folks who are leading organizations and doing really cool stuff. Got to like hear like a panel with them, ask questions, had a, you know, uh, a catered lunch. It was not super awesome, but you know, it is what it is. How many pickled jalapenos? No, there was literally zero um, pickled jalapenos. There was red beans and rice. I will say that. Um, it was? It was, yes, there was at the Union <laughs> Depot. So uh, it was it was really cool, and I got you know hung out with a couple of ISC folks that were able to go. Um, it was really cool for MLS to extend that invitation uh, to the Independent Supporters Council uh, people that were coming to town. So cool on them. And then uh, Tuesday night, so same same day, uh, Skills Challenge, which uh, I don't know, man. The Skills Challenge was fucking dope. I almost got hit in the head again. Um, the ball flew about one oh, feet over man. my head. Ball flew about one feet over my head. But the uh, the highlight of the thing, um, the thing that for some reason MLS decided to not focus on was fucking goalie wars. Goalie wars were back. Uh, it was only during commercials when they would do the, the, the fucking goalie war shit. And MJ, tell us about fucking goalie wars and who won no, fucking I wasn't goalie there. wars. I, all oh. I can say is I believe he was a last minute ad to he the was. goalie wars roster. I'm pretty sure Adrian Heath had something to do with it. Minnesota United two goalkeeper, Alex Smear. He's he, he won goalie wars. He did. Really? It was fucking great. Yes, he did. He was it, really good at it. Yeah, he was. It, it, so goalie wars is basically, you're trying to like get the ball. The They spaced the nets out up. 
I want to say it's like probably 30 yards, maybe. It's maybe close. 20 yards, maybe 20 yards. And you're yeah. either you're either trying to um throw or kick the ball into either of the other goalie's net. Um, and if the goalie stops it, then they can pick it up and throw it. If they if the goalie misses, they get to like they get to keep going. It's it's weird. Google goalie wars. Um, you will you'll find better videos than we can describe. It was fucking great. Said yeah, and then you know, US won this uh MLS won the skills challenge that night and i said goalie wars uh great skills challenge great uh wednesday as mj alluded to earlier um in the afternoon was the mls next all-star game up in blaine at the nessie uh mm-hmm. i brought i brought uh mark pravatsky bartender at the uh yeah Black Heart, and and my daughter clara up to the uh mls next all-star game because i don't know we had shit else to do so i was like yeah we'll go up to the all-star game uh it was very cool um i there's people there giving away bags for kids and and these two women who are giving away the bags were insistent that i come over and like they give me a bag for my 15 month old daughter i'm like (laughs) no no no, she's she's never gonna she won't be able to use this for like at least three years she's like like no 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 no. take a bag no come back take a box lunch whatever it's fine i'm like okay cool fine whatever it was hot as shit up there um so i was very glad Mm. because i got a bottle of water um Got some cool MLS next. Thank you, yeah. Got some cool MLS next All Star swag from that. And uh, Carlos Leatherman started for the MLS next All Star. This is East versus West, so there's uh, Eastern Conference, Western Conference. He started for the Western Conference, um, and he played really well. He actually had a couple of really good moves in the first half. He was subbed off after the first half. Obviously, there was, you know, they bringing lots of kids up but it was actually super well attended um fucking uh uh ernie stewart was up there uh i talked to pablo campos he nice. showed, he showed up and he was like he remembered me i was like cool man that's awesome like that chick isn't with you right <laughs> yeah maybe i i won't say yes or no on that um more like I, where was that chick that's in your podcast? <laughs> yeah. I uh, But yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, Nick Romando was there. Uh, Taylor, Tw- or no, not Taylor Twelman. Stu Holden was there, like, I think, like, coaching the players at some point. Nick Romando was coaching. It was really cool. Like, you could see, like, actual MLS, like, legends just hanging out at the Nessie, as we used to be able to do, so. Uh, and then the actual All-Star game. I didn't, I was able to go to the game, unfortunately, because I had my own soccer match. Um, but Reynoso started. Uh, MLS scored a goal in, inside of three minutes. Carlos Vela, uh, beautiful shot by himself. Um, and MLS won two to one. And Dane St. Clair was the All-Star Game MVP. Did you guys, MJ, did you watch the All-Star? All-Star I game sadly did just... not watch the All-Star Game. I mean, don't. Not sadly, because it's it's weird because the MLS All-Star Game is actually one of probably the more competitive ones of All-Star mm-hmm. Games. Yes. All things considered. Well, because I think MLS and Liga Amakis are trying to have this rivalry with these multiple competitions. And this is just one more, you know, there's the Supercopa and there's the... Uh, what's Campione's the, Cup. Campeones Cup and then Leagues Campeones Cup. So this is another way for 
the two leagues to engage. And uh, I do think that it's not just like some playoff games where it's showing how sick moves you, you have to impress your friends and your, your teammates and your opponents and everyone's applauding you no matter what happens. I do think Liga MX really wants to win. And I think MLS really wants to win. Oh yeah, they absolutely do. So, um, yeah, so that, that was my all-star week. MJ, what do you, what else do you have? DJ Taylor late, uh, Wednesday night after the all-star game hosted a fashion show in downtown Minneapolis. Um, the money went to a good cause. Uh, go check out, uh, any information you have on this. He promoted it on his Instagram. Uh, I think general mission tickets were only like $40 and the VIP tickets were, were up there, but, uh, yeah. Uh, DJ Taylor, who is continuing to, to me show, how versatile he can be. I mean, he came in, I think, as a wing. He's proven that he can play fullback. He can play defense. He can attack. And uh, in addition to being very outspoken on mental health issues, um, also helping raise money for good causes uh, with his fashion sense. So that's awesome. Um, I was at, so I was able to catch the second half of the All Star game at the Blackheart after my game was over. Um, and literally at, as soon as the game was done, I was like, I was really hoping it wouldn't go to penalties. Uh, of course not. Cause that's what happened fucking last year. <laughs> Mostly. Cause I was like, I just really wanted to like dip and go home. And so I, um, as soon as the, the in West came back a little bit, like he, he left, he must have left the game like about 10 with 10 minutes left or whatever. <clears throat> so I saw Wes. And as soon as the final whistle was blown, I, I like got all my shit together. I was like, all right, I'm out of here. I swung by Taco Bell, grabbed Taco Bell and went home straight home. Cause I was like, if I'm if I stay here when people are showing up, I'm gonna be here for another two hours. And I do not need to be I I had spent the previous three days just doing MLS All-Star mm. I ISC shit. I was like, I was I'm just I was just drained. So I was like, no, and then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, I just like chilled at my house. I was like, I don't like I love people, but I, I don't really want to see people yeah. <laughs> anymore. So um so yeah, so it was it was a fun it was a fun week. So um I mean and honestly I, I told Wes this uh today today no maybe Sunday when we watched St. Paul like fucking Minnesota showed up for all-star week. Like it was really fucking cool to see all the people and everybody I talked to who's not from here was like fuck man, Minnesota like they love soccer and they know soccer. And you're like like, yeah, we're not we're not bum fucks in fucking nebraska like we <laughs> we are smart we know our shit man so it was fun to like alleviate some of those potential uh they know, think we're all farmers i know yeah they, they do yes like yeah Ch- chafing wheat and shit like that like well, no, no no we're you know some of us are sophisticated have jobs some of us are house husbands like me um you know things like that so some of us are boss ass bitches some of us are boss ass bitches like mj Mm -hmm. and jess (laughs) like jess i'm a a weak ass like jess is baking until she makes jess is a boss ass bitch all right all right cool anything else on all-star all-star game week or should we take a break and come back with some of the more nuanced soccer stuff all right, hearing no uh, 
objections, we'll take a break and come back with some of the more new and soccer shit. So we'll be right back. We are now in recess. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to, but we All right, and we are back. We have a little bit of non-professional soccer to talk about. Uh, first up, Gophers. Uh, Gopher women's team is back playing soccer. Um, they played a couple of exhibition games. MJ, how did those things go? Uh, it was last Monday and then this past Friday against Iowa State. I almost went to that game, but uh, I kind of kind of got away from me. So and I think I went and ate weed and uh, watched Bullet Train instead. So. <laughs> that sounds awesome by the way it was uh, if, by the way bullet train podcast i want to hear i would want to hear more about that bullet train fucking great movie definitely be high when you watch that movie but anyways mj tell us, how, tell us how the exhi- exhibition games for the gophers went uh this week on the gopher soccer gala with several things to talk about exhibition games uh you at university of st thomas hosted the gophers on monday the gophers were leading at halftime and then someone told the gopher twitter admin that oh yeah we don't give final scores because we don't want to make either team look bad or have the scouting reports before the regular season so as per usual the winner is not listed anywhere on the interwebs uh but the gophers were leading st thomas one nil at half uh and then friday the admin having gotten the message by the way this is mj non-stuff i don't really know if admin is, is being told never to tell scores but you know okay thank you for the clarification i am like, now tracking <laughs> gophers played iowa state and and the admin was very clear not to post halftime scores not to post final scores just thank you iowa state for helping us prepare for the season no clue it, how the game right? went um and worst of all equal time soccer they might have been there but they didn't say anything how the scores were at half or the final game either so damn it Fratsky brothers i expect more from you um, um let me know if I need to break um, Mark Pravatsky's other foot because I can do no, that. No, 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 don't. We love them. I know. I, we, we do. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. They're fans. Okay. We should. You know what? Actually, that'd be a fun sort of like crossover podcast of uh, getting the Pravatsky yes. brothers on on the Dave's I know. So I'll I'll work on that. I know both of them pretty well, so I'll work. Patreon on that. bonus content. Oh, I hear maybe, you. Maybe. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Amen. I think we may have lost MJ. He's just raptured. <laughs> oh, all right. We I think we lost MJ. Um, I will I will follow up with the show notes. must go on. It will. It must. Yes. Uh, the so they had opening training session on Monday this past Monday. All right, MJ, are you back? I'm back. I tr- Sorry about I tr- that. I tried to filibuster as long as I could. Uh, we lost you after <laughs> we are going to try and get the Provatsky brothers on. <laughs> the podcast, maybe Patreon content. So go from there. Okay. On Monday this week, uh, from 2 to 4 p.m., there was an open training session. I could not attend. I would have been there, but I was with family. So give me a break. Uh, regular season starts Thursday, August 18th um, at Baylor. There will be a watch party at Blackheart. David, do you want to say anything about the the watch party? All I know from that is that Mark Kravatsky is watching. This game's on ESPN Plus, by the way. Um and Mark Fratsky is bartending. So he's like, I'm going to fucking put it on. It's uh, 
Pumps and Pearls is that night as well, which is a really, a really awesome uh, drag show that happens once a month with some of like, um, the like legendary drag queens in the Twin Cities. So it's it's a once a month no cover. So come come when you want. Come I believe one, the game. Come all. Yeah, I believe the game kicks off at seven p.m. Um, so it will be on at the Black Heart. I will probably be. I will more than likely be there. I I can't say definitively. Will be in the back there. room then, or will be in the main room? With- it'll be in the main room. It'll be. It'll probably be on. So you can on watch the big- Pumps and Pearls and the soccer game. We'll be on the big screen before Pumps and Pearls. Like literally, what I think Mark's plan was to put it on the big screen, um, and then once the game's over, like that's right right around when Pumps and Pearls will start. I think Pumps and Pearls starts like around. 9 30 or something like that so it'll be like what right after game? seven i believe i'm like 99 percent sure it's seven o'clock so um yeah uh that's the plan if some unless something comes up where i can't be there but i'm planning on being there uh as a black art on thursday to watch to watch that game and then they have another game uh later in the weekend they're doing down the in texas, texas two-step texas two-step step one baylor step two nationally ranked texas christian university on sunday um, that will be a tough game. Uh, reminder that uh, their home opener is the week following August 25th versus Cal Poly. Um, season tickets are just $45 for nine home games. $45. Now, granted, you could pay 10 bucks at the door, but like, put down that 45 bucks. Come out, watch some great women's soccer. Yeah, I still, I know, I still need to get my season tickets to the uh gophers so even if i only go to like two games i'm like yeah it's 45 bucks it's totally fine so i have a question yes oh wait i think it's a perfect seg actually okay because remember we i bought raffle tickets to the fc aurora raffle is that already over do i need to hang on to those tickets anymore (laughs) Was that the revanchulate? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, no, if you did not get uh, told that you were a winner, you do not need to keep those tickets anymore. You can throw those in the trash. <laughs> but speaking of amateur women's soccer. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Uh, Minnesota Aurora, um, they're, I mean, they're still chugging along um, in spite of it being their off season. Um they're Morgan Morgan Turner is going pro. Um, she scored nine, nine goals for Aurora. She's headed to Portugal. Uh, MJ, do you know what team in Portugal she's going to play for? Uh, give me a moment. Okay. Uh, I tweeted about it, but yeah. Um, while you're looking that up, um, Addie Simmons uh, won uh, goal of the year for absolute sh- thunder blast of a, of a shot, which was amazing. Um, USLW team of the year honors. Uh, Kenzie Langdock made the first team, uh, and Sarah Fuller and uh, Kelsey Kafusi both made the second team. Uh, I think we mentioned that um, their coach uh, was the uh, manager of the year for USLW. And then I believe there's actually, so I've, I've heard rumors that there's a couple other players that are potentially going pro from Aurora, but they have not things have not been officially confirmed. So um, just an all around, I mean, even though they lost in the final, um, just an all around, very, very, very successful year. So, so phenomenal. Just so phenomenal. And, and, and they, the fact that they were so embraced by 
I mean, the soccer lovers here in, in Minnesota, the twin cities, but also just like random people, <laughs> like people, like mm-hmm. people I would have no idea that they were, you know, asking me about Minnesota or they'd see me wearing like a, my Aurora shirt or something and be like, Oh, that women's team, how are they doing? I'm like, yeah, they're doing good, man. <laughs> they're doing good. Like the fuck do you know okay. about soccer? And they're like, no, nothing. Just, I, I saw them on like on the news or whatever. And so they, kudos to the entire uh, team that put that thing together. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I know for sure that they're going to be back with the vengeance next year. Uh, I know uh, Allie was, you know, I've heard from sources that after every single game at home game with Minnesota Aurora players were texting her being like, Hey, um, can I come play here next year? Cause they, mm-hmm. they were so yeah. blown away by just the, um, like, and then I, I, I was talking uh, on Sunday morning um, or before we watched St. Pauli at the black heart, me and Wes were talking and he had watched the, before we, I even got there to the bar. Um, he had watched a Celtic women's match against, I think Partick Thistle or something like that. And he was like, the quality of that stream and feed was basically the same as Chicago city in the (laughs) USLW. Like there was, so there was, he's like, there's probably fans behind the camera, but like they were not in front of the camera and it was just one camera, no commentary, just a Mm -hmm. camera following, following the ball and stuff. Um, And what Aurora, like what Aurora is able to put together terms of like even just like their video packaging and stuff like other people will see that and that can only make things better for women's soccer so it was a mm-hmm. fucking i mean we already said kudos to the team for doing amazing shit like but double kudos because you look around not all women's soccer like we all love women we all love soccer not all women's soccer is promoted equally or or done the same justice as the men's side amen. And, and then amen and honestly like many of like the lower division men's sides don't do it as well as fucking Aurora did it. Right. Aurora is a, uh, semi, not even, not even semi, a pre-professional league and they have better production than most USL league one sides do, which is saying a lot. It's saying a shit ton about, um, investment in, um, soccer specifically, but specific, I mean, but doubly so women's soccer. soccer. In yeah. Minnesota, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, just, again, we can't say no, enough good things about Aurora and what that team has done this year. So, Morgan Turner was signed to uh, SU Torrense, um, which is a uh, team. They're based just about 25 miles north of Lisbon. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, she's going to be playing in Division One women's soccer in Portugal, um, which is pretty, pretty damn awesome. Um, grad school, if she has any years left, which I think she does, uh, put on hold for this. And why not? Yeah. It's like study abroad, bitches. <laughs> well, I had my nose in my computer and looking this up. Did you talk about the team of the year honors? Yes, I did. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, well, let's jump into the uh, upcoming game. Um, Back to professional the, soccer. Yeah, the zombie crew coming to town. The that is the Austin Aztecs. Uh, sorry, FC Austin. 
the Matthew McConaughey Austin's. I I have, I have no more names for the bong zombies. You mean the, the bong zombies? That's actually really good. The bong <laughs> zombies. Uh, they are coming to town. They are currently, I think, second in the Western Conference with like Correct. 48 points. They are doing really good. Um, and they have some really good players. Uh, I mean, with starting with probably, possibly the MVP of the season, Sebastian Drusi, uh, their uh, center forward. I think he's got like 10 or 11 goals already, if not more. Um, he's been killing it. Uh, MJ, you have a couple people you want to highlight, and then I have uh, I have some Brad Stuver jokes I want to make. So, <laughs> Hell yeah, you know, every time we play Austin, I always bring up Alex Ring. Uh, maybe the stock on him isn't as high when it was very clearly that you know he was the only one that understood Josh Wolf's system, and no one else was playing well when they first came to Austin. But I still say he is their. Uh, he is their box to box central midfielder that is always a threat. And with Aruti being their central attacking midfielder, more like their Reynoso, sorry, um, uh, Drew, Drusi, uh, Drusi being their Reynoso, uh, having a guy like Alex Ring uh, be in that central midfield means that whoever is in our central midfielder is going, is going to have their hands full. Whoever's our center back pair is going to have their hands full uh, with those two players. So um, just really good with the ball, really good at springing that counterattack. And then also uh, their striker, Max Aruti, loves to score goals. Uh, be he surprised that he loves to score goals. He does absolutely love to score goals. Um, I mean, that's a good point about um, Aruti, Drusi, and Alex Ring. Leads me to believe that hopefully if Jonathan Gonzalez is 90 minutes fit, that he plays for 90 minutes on Saturday. Um, yeah. Hey, I'll throw out Diego Fagundes, um, a longtime MLS player. Um, persistent hates the loons. Thorn in loon side. Yeah. Um, yeah, hates the loons. And uh, I'll let Jess, do you want to talk about Ethan Finley or do you want to just... I just um, me and more orgasm for a I love while. you. I miss uh, you. I can't believe you are subjected to the fucking bong heads. Uh, Not over it. Not and over then, it. And, and finally, uh, so I also mentioned uh, Danny Hoisen, who's also um, Loon's killer. Danny Hoisen, who doesn't start as much for Austin, but he's on their roster. And then finally, finally, um, Harry Potter lover himself, Brad Stuver, who is amongst amongst many things. Um, the dude loves Harry Potter. He has a Harry Potter tattoo. Which listen, man, like I no no no. Listen, this this is a good story. He loves Harry Potter. Um, I believe last year. Tell uh, me when we get to the good part. Last year, uh, Wes or somebody like reached out to his wife and was like, like, this is, does, like, does he love Harry Potter? And he's like, yes, he loves Harry Potter. He has a Harry Potter. I confirmed that he had a Harry Potter tattoo. We spent the entire game just doing Hogwarts references at Brad <laughs> Stuber in the Wonderwall. It was 
brilliant. And the dude, and I will say this about Brad Stuver, the dude was like fucking down for it. He was like, he was super cool. He clapped us after after the half. He was like, you know, good job. You guys are fucking that was great. Um, and also Brad Stuver is like a vehement, vehemently amazing ally for um uh gay lesbian transgender youth like he's spoke out mm-hmm. about um trans violence and and things like that um he's brad stuber's all around a like i have i have nothing bad incredible to say brad stuber he's an incredible guy i you know if he wasn't for dane st Clair, i would want him to be our goalkeeper um but when brad stuber is on the uh on the touchline jess i need you to be um shouting out as much shit about uh Gryffindor and uh Harry you Potter. I know. I think Brad Stuver's book doesn't mean I fucking prance around in my fucking Hogwarts hat. And... I'm, I'm, do your I'm homework, g- Jess. Do I'm your giving. Homework. I'm giving you five days, Jess. I, Brad Stuver is a Hufflepuff. If there's ever been a Hufflepuff in the entirety of Hufflepuffs, so I think I'm a Slytherin. You're you're a you are no no you are person. Do your lit thing. You are def Jess. You are definitely a Slytherin, as am I. So fair. Um, like I MJ, can tell they're the bad ones, right? MJ MJ's Ravenclaw, I think. Is that right, MJ? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean not I, my universe. Not I my would fandom. Li- I would like to be a Gryffindor, but I'm definitely a Slytherin. And Jess, I know you're a Slytherin. And MJ, I think you're definitely Here. a Ravenclaw. So um Who anyways. The, the ghost that cried in the bathroom. That's morning mo- that. morning Myrtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was a I think she was a Ravenclaw. I don't I don't know. I think it was 20 when the first one came out. So like mm, missed me. Uh when the first movie came out, yeah. It was 2001. So. When did the first book come out? Oh. I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't I think- So her, my short Harry Potter story, um I went to the see the first movie with my uh college freshman roommate who's my best friend um what you know we weren't at the time but you know he was like oh yeah come see this movie i'm like oh cool and then i went and saw the movie i was like oh that's pretty awesome and then i read all the books and i think at that time there were only four books out so um yes i'm seven was the sorcerer's stone that was the first book mm-hmm. okay well there you go uh all right so all that being said how do we see this game uh, going? This is in Minnesota. Obviously, we lost to Austin in Austin earlier this year. Um, I mean, I think Minnesota is going to, you know, keep running out the same lineup. I would be interested to see if they bring in uh, Jonathan Gonzalez um, in that the the role that Robin Lude is is currently filling, and then move Robin Lude up to the right and put Bongi on the bench, and Bongi as more of a impact, you know, sixtieth minute on sub, uh, yeah, super sub or something yeah. like that. Super, super, super. But so yeah, so, but I mean, if if Adrian Heath likes to run things back, if they if they if it's not broke, don't fix it. That's kind of his uh, mo. So it would not surprise me to see the exact same lineup that we saw. Um, Today. on Sunday because literally Adrian Heath likes to kill then, his players. Yeah, run them into the just like a Subaru. If you see the exact lineup on Sunday, then I I expect that 
Jonathan Gonzalez gets subbed in before the 84th minute. Like maybe he gets subbed in in the 60th or the 70th minute. Maybe, maybe. It was, I forgot to talk about. So during that game, we were, I was taking bets on what time Brent Coleman. So in the 55th minute, what time Brent Coleman we subbed in? And I, and I had the over under at 20 minutes. I was like, over under 20 minutes before Brent Coleman gets up into this game. And then fucking Honey Mukhtar scored. And I was like, oh, all right, well, shit. And like, so I kind of moved the line. Surprisingly, to Heath's credit, definitely not Heath in. To Heath's credit, he didn't bring in fucking Brent Coleman. So good job. Uh, all right. Yeah. Who went? And he didn't settle for the draw. He did not make subs to settle for the draw. He made subs to go for the win. Went for the win. Keith in. <laughs> oh, right. God. No, 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 no. All right. How does this game end up? Uh, MJ, let's start with you. Uh, I sure hope that. We're not we talking attack... about hopes here, buddy. It's all about we, what's going to happen. We attack down the side that Danny Hoisen is not on. I hope we attack down that side. Uh, and. We win. We we, we 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 beat a better team at home. We we beat Austin. All right, uh, Jeff, what do you got? Well, I feel like Vegas is telling me we are not favored. Nope. I feel like I disfavor Austin FC a lot. God, I'm really torn. Um, I think if we do win, this is going to, um, like, my reaction might be just as epic as when we, I think, tied against Kansas City. We either won or tied against Kansas City to go to the 2019 playoffs, was it? Yeah, that was epic moment. And Bree, shout out to Bree, caught it all on camera. Um, I would feel that epically good about beating Austin FC. Just, I mean, it's, I mean, who do we play after them? Houston. Oh, and they're on a streak too, right? Like these are our betters. Yeah, Houston. Well, no, Houston's worse than us. They're at home, but we have Austin at home and Houston at home, so. Okay, well, let's pick, pick, fucking pick something. Come on. I'm hemming and hawing and whatever. That's I really think we win. We win three, two, one. All right, really good podcast material. Hemming and hawing. Um, I'm gonna say that's uh, what the, this whole thing is. You've been doing it for thank five you, Jess. Years. Yes, this the, the Dave's I know brand is hemming and hawing. I've been doing it, I've been doing it well. Um, uh, Minnesota United uh draws us game two two. So. There's that. Everybody, wait. Lock in your votes. All right. Let's move on to some questions. Uh, unless, MJ, unless you want to talk about Everton and, and nope, the I don't, debacle. Uh, well, debacle. I to, let's talk Bundesliga. <laughs> All right. Do you have, you, have, you have some Bundesliga stuff you want to talk about? Well, that uh, Union won their home opener. Which Against was- Hertha. The, the the Berlin Derby and they beat and not only that but 
U.S. forward Jordan Pethock scored a goal. So yeah. I have a funny story about. So I went to the uh, I was at the Black Art, obviously, with my daughter um, that Saturday morning because I think, yeah, I think my wife. Yeah, she took uh, Ragnar to the Children's Museum. And so uh, she dropped me on and Clara off at the Black Art and we were hanging out and I went over and there was these two women at the end of the bar watching the TV that had the Union Berlin game on. When, I, when we walked in, there was these two dudes that were watching Munch um, and Gladbach, whom I think they were playing maybe Freiburg. I think maybe, I can't remember, but I walked in and saw them. There was the EPL game on the, the main TV and in, in the uh, screen. And I walked over. I was like, oh, fucking Union's playing. And I, and then as soon as I walked over there, they scored. And so I just like started cheering. I was like, yeah, Clara, fucking Union, yeah. Um, and w- walked back. And then about at halftime, I walked over to the dudes who were watching the Mooch and Gladbach game. And they're like, it was like, it's like, who, like, who are the people over there watching the uh, uh, Union Earth game? And like, oh, yeah, they're friends of ours. Um, it's very, found out later, very nice lesbian couple from Berlin who are Hertha fans. Oh. <laughs> so, so I, and I was like, oh shit. I was over there like yelling and screaming. And Union put three past them, I think, uh, past Hertha. And I, I, I saw both goals. I was cheering. And oh. so I, I walked over after, at halftime. After halftime, I was like, and I hope you hey. bought them a drink. I, I did. I was like, I'm really sorry if you want. Yeah, I was like, I didn't I didn't mean to like rub it in your faces, but I had no idea that you, you guys were not wearing, you know, Berlin or the Berlin jerseys. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. But they were they were they were very cute and they're like, it's okay. Like your daughter's cute. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like <laughs> this is the only thing that's not getting me punched in this scenario is that I have a cute daughter in my hands, um, hey. in my arms. So anyways, uh yeah. Any other won't be the stuff? first time she saved bass. Yep. That's true. <laughs> okay. All right. So we have some que- I solicited some questions uh, on the twitter.com machine. The uh, twi- you can follow us at TDIKMN if you want to get involved. Uh, from uh, our friend Eric, what is your favorite song, TV show, or movie about monsters? So my answers to this were the Monster Mash, Mad Men, and Luca, um, which is a fucking amazing uh, uh, Disney Pixar movie that came out um, during the pandemic that I don't think people truly give enough justice to. It's fucking amazing. It's this, yes, this very queer love story. Song, TV show, or movie. You could do just one if you want. I did all three. Song, TV show, or movie about monsters. Well, I'll tell you what my least favorite book about monsters is. Twilight. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. No. Dude, I would have had to have read Twilight to even review it, which I refuse to do on principle alone. As I do with the Harry Potters, as I do with the Twilights, I just, it's, it's who I am. But of the greats that I have read, <laughs> I took an entire semester, trimester of, on 
Frankenstein and various retellings of Shelley's Frankenstein. And while I love her as a feminist and a writer, I, I'm not like, uh, I'm torn on Frankenstein's some of faves. So there, that's not the answer to any of those questions. And that's why I, it's mine. There's a, a really great Doctor Who episode uh, mm-hmm. with Mary Shelley in it uh, from the most, I think the most recent season of Doctor Who with Jodie Whittaker that mm. I think you might actually get a kick out of. Now, Mary Wollstonecraft, she's my bitch. <laughs> okay. MJ, do you have a question? Do you have an answer to this T- song, TV show, or movie about monsters? Um, so... My music answer is going to be pretty lame. So uh, let's first start with TV because that's easy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is easily my favorite TV show about monsters. I will I will grant you that Buffy is a fucking monster. So that's makes Correct. sense. So also, uh, I'm going to go outside of the box on movies. I'm going to say I'm not a big horror fan. Uh, but I'm going to say, if you haven't seen uh, Luke Bazan's Lucy, starring Scarlett Johansson. Oh, that that movie, that movie's fucking insane. So should I get high first? Yes, yes, you should. Yes. Okay. Um, because drugs are involved in the in, in the movie, and uh, yeah. Of course and they are. That bitch. Lucy's, uh, you know, a human, not necessarily a traditional monster. But I think if you've seen it, David understands why I'm putting it in the monster category. Yes. Um, and then I mean, for music, I'm with, I would need to do a lot of research on this, like go back into my playlists and stuff. But the, I'm going to take the easy out and go with uh, Eminem featuring Rihanna uh, on Monster, which isn't really about monsters, but is about monsters. So uh, because like compared to Lady Gaga or Kanye West or Imagine Dragons, Everybody else with a song called Monster, the one I like that's really popular or that is overplayed is them and them one. I mean, I'm so proud of you for not frosting your tips right now. Yeah, no, you should be. <laughs> that's not my look. That's not me. I mean, you guys are. I mean, I love the valiant effort by all of, by both of you. Um, however, <laughs> the correct answer is uh, favorite song is. Um, Anything uh, by Ryan Adams because that dude's a fucking monster. Uh, TV show again. Have you ever lived a woman for sure? Mad Men is obviously the answer there, and the movie about monsters is fucking Species, uh, and or Species Two. <laughs> um, um, so, what was the one that Robin Williams was in where he was a photog lab guy? Oh. Uh, Shit. That's my favorite movie about monsters. <laughs> one hour photo. One yes. hour photo. That's a good, that's a good fucking shout. Yeah, that's, uh, all right. that's a good movie. Uh, and then I win. We, have, we have we have two more questions. Um, we have the uh, I don't know if you guys can pull up the Twitter, but who is the sexiest breakfast cereal mascot? Did you see that? I love this question. Um, Sam from Pot on You Loons. Thank you for asking this question. It Which is we're, the most we're, favorite question I've received on Twitter we, related to this podcast. We are we are hope we are trying to set up a home and home with a pot on you loons so we can they can come on our podcast we can come on their podcast. Anyways, they sh- they shared a, a photo of um, cereal mascots and uh, they asked us to see 
to ask who is the sexiest um, breakfast cereal mascot. Hands down, because I have an affinity for the rabbity kind, hands down, tricks are for kids, sexiest. All playing it on multiple levels with the innuendo and probably created shortly the shortly after the success of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. All right, MJ, who you got? Who's the sexiest? Um, I'm going to stick with the same answer that I gave on Twitter, which is uh, Sugar Bear is obviously, uh, if you've not seen the Sugar Bear commercials from the 80s, really smooth, sexy voice. Uh, in the 90s, they rejuvenated him. And there's actually a, a commercial of him playing soccer, of all things. So, you know, what's more sexy than an animated bear playing soccer, right? Although the Fruit Loops toucan has kind of a dildo-shaped head. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the nose knows. The it's... nose knows. <laughs> It's not the, the it's not the cartoon mascot you want to fuck, Jess. It's the sexiest <laughs> cartoon mascot. Um, Are they that, the same those thing? could be synonymous. They can be. They don't have to be. That's they don't the have point. to be. Thus, um, I did not change. My I mean, answer. so, um, Tony the Tiger. That dude is a fucking thirst trap. <sighs> um, have you seen the muscles on Tony the Tiger? However, the correct answer is Diggum. The uh, honey, uh, honey snaps frog, dig him. The bottom right corner there. That's yeah, the, that gross. he's the sexiest breakfast cereal. But he now. does have really big feet. He does. So you, you know, know what they say about about frogs with big feet? <laughs> Don't they kiss have big them. Shoes. Frogs with big dicks. <laughs> they, they have big <laughs> shoes, David. Big shoes. Okay. Um, all right. We had we had a lot of discourse on uh, on our Twitter regarding. Jeff, the cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. Hey, um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's a secret call out to cinnamon toast crunch. He knows who he is. Yeah. We had, we had a very large discourse on our, on the TDIKMN Twitter hey. uh, sphere about um, sexiness and cereals. This and is hard hitting journalism. The final question, the final question um, from our friend of Jibs. Old, at old ass Corey, our friend Corey on uh, Twitter. How does uh, Sherry Ballard still have a job? So go. Only the devil knows. I don't know how she still has a job, but I bet the people that put her in that job like the way she does it. <laughs> I will. So because the Emma, like the Minnesota United interns hopefully are not listening to this long in the podcast. Um, I'm going to. Uh, You're just a bunch. Pull my, pull my punches a little bit. Um, I, I don't know how she still has a job. Let's put it that way. Um, the prop, the thing is, is that like fucking, like 10,000 monkeys on typewriters could probably do the same job. Wow. D David, like, I know this was meant to be kind of a, a hilarious slash not hilarious uh, closing question, but just to get into a little bit of the nitty gritty, would you say not from a necessarily relationship, like good, bad supporters group with Minnesota United, but on a communication level, just purely like how open 
transparent, like, like we can talk. There, there are channels to communicate and talk. Is that better with Sherry Ballard or was it better with Chris Wright? I mean, I don't know how it was with Chris Wright. Um, I, I've heard how it was with Chris Wright and it is definitely better with Sherry Ballard. Right. So Thank you. she Thank definitely you. is, is much more open to communication, things like that. Um, however, yeah. however, um, just being open to communicating and then telling, and then basically like telling people to fuck off and like not, and not implementing the things that people ask you to do is, I don't know, more insulting than not getting a fucking meeting. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, we want you to well, be a part of the, the problem is that we, they have to actually hear you. We want you to be a part of the process. And then you're like, yes, okay, we'd love to be part of the process. And then they're like, yeah, we're doing yeah, a different fuck process. You, never mind, you're wrong. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. Like, I've only ever had a couple interactions with Sherry. She seems like a very nice person, um, just as, as a person. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice doesn't get results. Nice is, is not business. This is a business. Yeah. And I'm I ready mean, for her to join us whenever you are. Yeah. Is she is she fit to to run uh you know theoretically a multi-million, you know, like multi-hundred million dollar uh soccer franchise? I don't know. I mean, she Doesn't, everybody everybody I talked to who worked with her or worked under her or, or for her or whatever with her at Best Buy are like, yeah, she's she's absolutely. great. She's she's amazing. And so I was I'm I was hopeful. Um and I've I still remain, I still remain hopeful um, as, as an individual, as someone who is a, a, I don't know, I guess I would consider myself a steward of this team from, you know, NASL, uh, pre-NASL days to where we are now on the board. I'm a little, uh, I don't know, concerned is not the right word, but I'm just, I'm, I need to see. I need to see more. I'm cautious, cautiously, mm-hmm. cautious, cautious. optimistic. No, cautiously cautious. Just I'm cautious because, um, I don't know. AKA Jaden, M- MJ, you can you, you know you know for sure how much uh, we've seen we've seen some grifters come and go in this club. Yes, yes. In, in the years that we've been supporting this team, so you know, like we're all a little bit on. Uh, pins and needles with some of this yeah. stuff, like, um, and and, and the, the the problem I think with that is is that like the majority of people who are supporting this team now have not been there, have not been through the ringer like you and I have. Sure, um, have not have not seen uh, Dean uh, Two Shoes Johnson or whatever the fuck his name sure. was. But, but should they have had to to, well, to no. expect a better performance? Well, no, but 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 the no, the gl- they shouldn't. The gl- but the glossiness of of Chris Wright and Sherry um, covers up a lot of things that this there's still and, and I mean there are, here's the other thing too is like there are there are some people that are still in the organization that have been in an organization for a long time. Sean Sitnik is a great mm-hmm. example. That guy is amazing. He loves his job. He loves the people that he works with. He cares about them. He cares about supporters. He cares about. Um, I mean, I've had many conversations with him. Um, yeah, but you had them, David. On and off the record. But here's the thing. Most people don't have those conversations. Um, exactly. And most people don't have the same. I mean, yeah. 
but for good or ill, most people don't have the same interaction with the team that like we do. The, yeah. I mean, the three of us generally as engaged we are and MJ and I specifically as for as long as we've been involved with the team and engaged with the team. Um, so we maybe see the cracks a little bit easier than I just expect other results. people do. Or just this maybe doesn't answer your question, but it's not a question. It's Andy up, Ballard, or get out. We we see patterns, and Sherry Ballard just because this is your first year doing this in MLS, first year working with Minnesota United. It is one of your jobs to catch up with the history of. Minnesota pro soccer, the history of supporters and their relationship with the club um, so that you have that history and base and maybe so, you know, Hey, we shouldn't make this fucking mistake again. And I think that's, that's on anybody who steps into that position. Yeah. And, and one thing I'll say is that I don't, um, I don't think she's not doing that. Right. right, I don't think she, she has a lot of fish. She has bigger fish to fry, right? Or she has other priorities. Well, I mean, yes and no. Yeah. Yes and no. Um, I don't think she's. Um, I think the team. So, the team. I'm just saying, on behalf of our community, I am willing to take a skeptical stance to investigate further. If she's willing to ante up and join us as a you know respectful discourse if she's not then she's not and i will rant on uh we need to get jess a press pass to the next minnesota united game i don't know um, if i could have one i should not have, have not her hunt down sherry ballard to get her to come on to our pod there is nothing about me that is fair just or balanced you know what i i can reach out to uh i i I will reach out to the team and see if Sherry wants to come on the podcast. I mean, I know that um, she's probably not a huge fan of me right now. So that's why um, I said, have just have just reach out. Well, no, no, no. I'll, I'll, but I think there's, and I, I've actually, I've extended the, op- the opportunity to the front office to, especially after we, uh, after I've recorded the um, podcast with uh, the union folks um, to come on and, and, and rebut or have their own conversation. And I put that offer out there and, that was not accepted, um, uh, but I'm happy to, happy to reach out and ask if Sherry wants to come on and, and do this thing. Uh, I want to ask some tough questions and really hear her. Yeah, the one I mean, the one thing I'll uh, the one. So, yeah, um, one thing I'll say about Sherry is that she, uh, unlike Chris Wright, has been much more engaged with um, the the fandom. I wish she was more engaged. I wish she was actually like she's a step of uh, uh, like a level above everything. Mm-hmm. And occasionally you'll see her in the stadium, but like I very rarely see her in the stadium. And then, like again, going back to what I said with with MJ and I with our history of the organization, like most people would would see her in the in the section, and be like, I don't know, that's a fucking old white lady. Like, cool, good for her glad she's down here i'd be like oh shit that's the fucking ceo i want to go talk to her um right. and i think that that's the problem that sh- that the team has and that she has um 
that I, people I don't, don't I, know her by face. I, I don't want to say a problem, but like that is like the issue that's going to need to come. Yeah, come up like that. She doesn't that she should be more engaged. Um, with the fans, with what's going on in the stadium, in the supporters, you know, like just get, you know, like I know she's the CEO, right? She doesn't, she shouldn't be in the trenches all the fucking time, but sometimes a good CEO knows when to get in the fucking trenches, right? And that's, I think that is like the the thing that is the most frustrating when I talk about Sherry to other people like so I think Mm -hmm. she's I think she could be a really good steward of the organization a steward for soccer in Minnesota Um, however you you don't ever and we never we never saw Chris right in the trenches like that dude never stepped foot in the Wonderwall I don't think Um, maybe no kudos that I know who Sherry is and I didn't know who he was yeah Maybe on non-match days when it was empty, he would step foot in the Wonderwall. But like, I don't think I ever saw Chris right in the Wonderwall. I mean, this is why people love Manny Lagos as, so much because mm-hmm. that that dude was in the shit there. with us, yeah, and present. And you know, not all the time, but he was present enough where like, you're like, yeah, that dude is fighting for the same things I'm fighting for. That dude is 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 want has the same goals that I have, and that is what ultimately I think. Um, we need from a leader is that it's somebody it's that somebody who is wants to be and is in the trenches with you when push comes to shove Mm -hmm. and i don't sherry hasn't burned that bridge yet i think there's definitely opportunity and room for her to improve that and and to show up and do it but um it's it's obviously it's again i'll I'll say it 100 times over much, much, much better than Chris Wright. However, it's not to the point where I think we can fully trust that she's invested in this this team and this thing the way that most of... I know, would expect people... more from a Minnesota woman business leader. So. so you empathize with Corey. You understand his question. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and you know, um, thank you, Corey, for that question. That was it's fucking great. I'm glad we spent probably more more time than we probably had planned on talking about Sherry Ballard and, and the CEO of of uh, Minnesota United. I'm here for it, but it's it's important. I mean, it's literally the uh, how this team continues to function and go on and go so forth. So um, it's it's again, I think just. You know, she needs to be engaged and, and involved, and um, and I think we also, as supporters, need to give her the space to be able to do that and not, you know, um, fucking jump on her throat every time she's in the. There's a difference between holding someone accountable and jumping down their throat. Yeah, which is, uh, yes, and some people do not necessarily always understand that distinction. No, no. The, thing, the next thing I, the thing I think about when I think about um, the Wonderwall section generally uh, is that most of the people in that section will be very respectful and just be like, Hey, I have questions. So it would, I don't know if, if the Minnesota United intern is still listening. Um, hey, have Sherry Ballard set up at the top of the section in like, say the 60th minute. 
and just do like a little Q and A where people can come up and ask her a question or something for like, say or just like be for, there for 10 minutes um, or 15 minutes. So I think what beer, beer sales end at 75th minute. So like from the 60th minute to the 75th minute, just stand up in the, in the top of the Wonderwall section with a sign, like you're a, a political candidate with uh, a, an arrow pointing down. This is, I'm sure I'm the CEO. I'm Sherry Bauer or something like that. And just let people have uh, come up and have questions or have a conversation with you. I think that would do a shit ton to help support um, and engagement and people just believing in the team. I mean, the, they don't really, the thing with the team again, and I'll close on this. Like, it's like this team, people fucking love this team, right? We're not, we're yep. not wanting for supporters. Like people fucking love this team. And I think part of it, a lot of it, especially for those of us who have been around for a long time, is that because we feel, or at least at, we felt like we were heard. And when we had questions or concerns, someone, I mean, I don't know, the season, my season ticket rep is leaving again. Um, it'll be my, so, but my season ticket rep before was like, was very, like, anytime I would call and have a question, she'd be like, oh yeah, I'll take care of that. Or the one before that would be like, oh yeah, no, absolutely. Like, whatever you need. And I, I'm think I'm feeling and I'm seeing individually as a as a season ticket holder, like there's more and more divide. Whereas mm-hmm. I know I know the person I can go to. If I have if I have a question or I need something addressed or concerned, I know people in the front office I can go to. Ninety nine percent of people don't have that. Right? I'm lucky that my season ticket rep is is still with United. Um, I, th- I think he's moved to group sales, but like, that's a rare story. I think. So. Anyways, um, anything else on Sherry or the team? Any more questions from our <laughs> listeners? Nope. I think that's it. Uh, thank God. Um, we, I asked for questions Get and you- on my wayward son. And you monsters gave us questions. Um, we spent way much, way more time than I thought talking about Sherry Ballard and stuff. But hopefully, uh, whoever, whichever intern is listening to this, sorry, intern. Um, this is gonna be a long one. Or interns, perhaps they've yeah. dedicated more than one. That's true. I God, I hope not. Um, but we love you. Thank you for doing They're your our job. Biggest fans. We yeah, we love your downloads. Uh, we really appreciate <laughs> it. And uh, thank you for for doing what you do for Minnesota United, and you know us vis-a-vis for this podcast so all right please rate and review the podcast wherever you get it patreon.com slash the daves i know jess i'm I, i'm gonna be emailing you about our uh cya podcast very very soon yay uh at tdikm and on twitter i'm at texas our mj is at mj matsui jess is at jessica one four four zero eight three niner two We've been the days you know. This is the days I try and work it out. Cause we both know we can't do nothing at all. Oh, 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 uh, we we yeah. do our thing, son. Do the act we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we 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 do our thing. Do it. Do it. We, 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 we do our thing, son. Some will pay.
ain't a piece Someone spray with a machine gun It's mad work to be done We, we, we do our thing, son, 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 son